What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 569, nice, of the Sark and Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week. It's a late night edition. It's actually 12.03 a.m. I'm your host, always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always, Robert E. Felice. Hey, we're here on a late night. We haven't done the hot tags like this in a while, but it might get weird. Yeah, it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might start, you know, devolving into <laughs> random ass topics or something. I don't know. We're we're doing this mostly because uh, I've been having like this ear issue, and you know, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to do the podcast and everything. And I'm trying to give myself a little bit of a break in different times. And right now, I feel like this is probably the best time for me to record. And then I can pop some Benadryl and knock myself out for a few hours. <laughs> it sounds awful, but hey, if you want to make sure, I, uh, you made don't that have... sound real bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sponsor us with the Patreon. <laughs> Maybe I don't have to do that kind of stuff. Um, I'll do those plugs later on after I, this annoying ass person with their motorcycle. It's midnight. Why are you fine? Why I sound like an old because, man? <laughs> because his dick is huge. Tony, that's yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I saw a great TikTok somewhat recently where somebody was just like hearing like a car engine uh, revving or something or you know, motorcycle revving or something. And they're like, did you hear that? I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Just kind of. like a dog. Where right. are you, dog? I'm a dog too. What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, what we're doing here is we're going through the hot tags of the week. We're going to be running down these topics that we feel like talking about. Some of the TV uh, recap stuff. Some of the uh, rumors and gossip and speculation about things and. You know, pay-per-view schedule updates and whatnot, and we're going to be doing a new and more stuff here, so we also want to know what you have to say about these topics. Drop your thoughts in the comments below. If you're listening to this on YouTube, then make sure you do all the good stuff that you do to support a YouTube channel, like subscribe and hit the like button and ring the little notification bell, and if you want to help us out on the monetary side of things, like I said... When it comes to the uh, smart play stuff, you've got the little thanks button, you got the Patreon, you got the join button on YouTube. The channel membership stuff gives you access to the same thing as the Patreon, so there's no use in doing two. But if for some reason you want to do two, I don't know why you would. Then you know you got the dark cast here, you got the pick a poison tier, you got the even just a dollar a month or the Smarks Club or anything. Or if you've got the you know money in your wallet to do it, you know the five thousand dollar tier or something like that. I think that would be kind of nuts, but you know, hey, we'll figure something out if that's the case. And if you want to pick up some merchandise, we got Redbubble and T Public. But essentially, what we're saying here is anything you do to help us out is something that's greatly appreciated. So whether that's just listening to this episode and hitting the share button and passing it along to somebody who you're like, yeah, check out this podcast. These guys are cool or something always makes me smile when I see somebody like tweet that out or whatever. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here and thank you in advance for your comments. So as I said, uh, I've been having this little ear issue going on. So I've got only one earbud in, um, hoping that the sound is okay going on right now. It looks like the sound volumes are okay, but I'm not going to be able to hear it correctly. So, uh, if it's weird, let me know. Um, (laughs) Rob's showing up perfectly fine on my thing that's so good yeah it's always I, good when i show up perfectly fine i i clicked on an old episode of the review to kill uh the other day for the thunderball review because i wanted to go back and listen to a portion of it that we had been joking around and i was like ah oh, man the audio levels are so off like that's before i could tweak this setup a little bit better and that always bugs me when that's the case so i it seems like what it's been working best fine. thunderball gag I mean, we had a lot going on there, but like we were making fun of the like the great lines in there, like um, 
Defiona Volpe uh, part with the dancing. You mind if my friend sits this one out? She's just dead. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Definitely check out A Review to Kill if you're interested in that, everybody. Go to fanboysanonymous.com, go to the YouTube channel, you know, do all that stuff. It really makes me. is one of my favorite songs, too. Such a great song. And some really good parts of that movie. I miss doing that. But, you know, we got hot tags to talk about. We got pro wrestling stuff. Um, one of them being, this isn't really a hot tag in the normal sense, but it's something nice to mention. The Champs Giving Tournament is going on right now. I just posted a few hours ago from when we we're recording this, the first round of the tournament. And the theme for this year is if you could bring back one of the retired championships from WWE, what would you bring back? So I did a little bit of a preliminary thing by myself, actually, because more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? I don't think we really need to do a preliminary round for qualifiers when a lot of these titles are actually exactly the same. But I thought about it. I kind of crunched the numbers, kind of looked at what things were meaningful and what things weren't. It didn't really make any sense to me to have like the NXT UK tag team titles, for instance, as like, who's going to pick that at the very end, you know, out of all the belts to bring back, you'll bring back the NXT UK tag team titles, but not the NXT UK title. It wouldn't happen. So the way I sorted it out, you can check it out on the website right now, is I set up the four that I thought were going to get the most amount of votes. The Million Dollar Championship, the Cruiserweight, the Hardcore, and what was the other one? I'm blanking on what the other one was off the top of my head. Um, uh, the other one was the... Actually, no, it wasn't that. It was just those, it seems. Uh, the Cruiserweight and the Million Dollar have buy rounds. And then instead, I took the, yeah, the Cruiserweight, the Hardcore, and the Million Dollar have the buy rounds. That's what it was. And instead, I went with a triple threat for the International Heavyweight Championship, the United Kingdom Championship, and the European Championship to settle on, you know, because they're basically the same thing, which goes on, which goes up against either the Heritage Cup or the Canadian Championship. And then we got things like the ECW Championship against the World Martial Arts title. And we've got the WCW against the Divas, the Junior Heavyweight against the Light Heavyweight. So that's your first round to settle on where this bracket basically forms even more solid in round two. And that's going to be up for the next few days. We're going to probably change those votes every Thursday. So vote while you can. Let us know what title you'd want to bring back, and we'll continue on here. And the tournament will end uh, probably the last week, I think, is Thanksgiving. I think that's kind of what I targeted at. So That's you know, normally what we target at. It is Champsgiving. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Uh, works out that way, so... Go vote on Champs Giving while you can and move on to round two next week. Let's start getting into these other hot tags here. The more traditional hot tags, I should say, instead of, you know, just a tournament update. Let's talk about the PWI 150 women for 2022 list. This came out and you can check that out on obviously PWI. That's the whole point. It's their uh, magazine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's not, I mean, you can find it other places, but if you want to help support them, then that's where you find that. But the breakdown of this, of course, isn't just, you know, the beginning of this year, like January up until right now, because they have the holdover. So it's going from October 1st of last year till September 15th of this year. And we're not going to run down the whole 150. That seems you know way too much, especially because I couldn't tell you probably maybe a third of these names, maybe even more. 
Like they got I, a lot from Stardom this year, right? Yeah, and I mean, and some of them, I don't know where they are from at all. Like number one hundred and fifty is Hyper Masao. There's sure. Riley Shepard, Kayla Sparks. I've heard of, but I can't really place what she is. I think she's AEW, right? Uh, or, yeah. Like Dark and Dark Elevation. There's Danny Mo. And she's also done like a lot of uh, Raw Dark. Since, you know, now in the Triple H era, they do enhancement matches. Ah, yeah. There's like Freya the Slayer. Never heard of her. A couple people that I have heard of, but I haven't seen much of them in the past few years. Like uh, Natalia Markova. I haven't seen anything of her in God knows how long. Um, The biggest name that is the lowest on this list is, uh, at least from my point of view, is Kylie Ray at 143. But that makes sense. She hasn't been around all that much. And then it's 137 to Shotzi. What do you think about yeah. that? Her being so far down like that. I, I get it. It's been a rough year for her. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm hoping she comes into prominence now that we're in the Triple H era. And, I'm surprised um, that she's not only that far down in that way, but more so that she's not that far away from Ty Mello. Because I would think Ty would be a lot higher up than... 127. Ty didn't do much this year, Tony. She's kind of just been like with Sammy. Still, I think that, you know, I mean, I guess it depends on what some of these people, but they've got Sky Blue 17 spots above her. Has Sky Blue really done anything? Like in Um, the the other federations or anything? uh, Sky Blue, not really. And Marina Shafir is 118. Shafir, really above the yeah, 10 spots above Mello? Actually, Shafir is only one spot lower than Alexa. That just seems crazy to me. Again, another one with a rough year. Bliss, another one with a rough year. There's somebody named Tyron from Accounting. Oh my god, we know who that is. Is it Tyron Terrell? No, but like... I believe she's done some dark matches. I like that her name is Tara from Accounting. I'm just gonna, that's that's a great wrestling name. She should be paired with Keanu James. <laughs> I'm looking at her uh, Twitter right now. TFA Wrestling. <laughs> she actually is named Taryn from Accounting. Okay. <laughs> but Eddie, these... how do you feel about that when you have like people who have just sort of dived full hard into? Yeah, I'm never gonna really make it. I'll just be Taryn from Accounting. <laughs> You know, there's always room for enhancement talent. Look at somebody like Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, I don't know if everybody wants a Brooklyn Brawler career, though. No, I mean, they probably start out all thinking that they're going to main event WrestleMania, but, you know, very few people do. And for every Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or John Cena, there's 300 different uh people that you've never even heard of and then 200 more people you've heard of but they haven't accomplished anything and then you know so on and so forth so if you want to just turn into this kid if you're a couple years into it and you're not going anywhere and you want to be tearing from accounting or maybe you want to make that like your gimmicky career or something like that eh, eh, go for it you know i guess like when you're doing the weekend warrior gimmick it's okay yeah so I'm looking through this list, seeing a couple names here, you know, Red Velvet's on there, and a lot of names that are, you know, obvious, like you're going to see on the list somebody like Adana Brooke, even though she's just been the 24-7 champion. You're going to see people like Athena, you're going to see Ruby Soho, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you got JC Jane and Gigi Dolan right at the same spots, 49 and uh, 48. 
Uh, that's absolutely fair. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're they're doing their thing at NXT, but at the same time, you're talking every company out there. So there's not too many people that are actually above them, if you think about it that way. It's not bad. Especially considering Sasha Banks is number 26 and she's been gone most of the time. I <laughs> uh, know Naomi's 47 and like it just sort of says, yeah, and she's been away and she's been like walking the red carpets, which I think is awesome, by the way. I, I know I've said that a lot, but like they're just totally owning life right now. And that's that's super cool to see. In that top 20 something range, any of them stand out to you? Um, Not really. I get it, though. I feel like as weird as it is to say women's wrestling feels like it's taken a bit of a backseat in the States recently. I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking. I mean, I can't judge somebody like. A, you know, number one is Siri. I don't know how to pronounce it. Siri. 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 I have no idea who she is, so I can't judge her. But if you take out fighter, she has like MMA experience as well. I believe I had saw something about her being in UFC or something, but like I can't judge her, and I can't judge even somebody like a Taya Valkyrie that I know who she is, but I'm not actually seeing any of her work in Impact. But if I look at just like the AEW and the WWE list on here, I'm still kind of wondering where they're getting some of these because it's like Dr. Britt Baker is number thirteen. And she's a couple spots below number eight being Charlotte and Charlotte's been gone a good portion of this. Whereas Baker's actually done some stuff and. Okay. So let's, let's examine this. The evaluation period is October 1st of last year, which when you put it like that, you go, yeah, Bianca Belair number two makes sense. Mm -hmm. Thunder Rosa makes sense. at number three, Becky Lynch makes sense. at number four, Jade Cargill, of course, she's been just she's had a great killing everybody year. with the TBS title. Jordan, Jordan Grace, Grace, I know, has done a lot of good things. I can't offer too much insight on the stardom side of things because right. I don't watch. But but like Ronda Rousey's number eighteen. Yeah, and I but, think like yeah, well, I don't know, maybe she won the Royal Rumble. She would have headlined Mania except for this guy called Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. <laughs> um, she won know, the title right after that. She won backlash. a quit match. She's been in the, the championship picture and she's provided nothing but star power to women's wrestling during a time where I think women's wrestling is in desperate need of star power. And they have her one spot below Liv Morgan, who, yeah, she won the title for the first time and everything, but she won that through the money in the bank and she was kind of booked poorly as champion. So. I can see them being at least somewhat in the same range, but I wouldn't think I'd put them necessarily that far down. And I know that the body of, you know, the governing body, I guess I should say, of the people who voted for this, pretty well versed in the women's wrestling media. And I, I trust them. I just feel like it's weird to me that, you know, like Willow's higher than Ripley. And I feel like Ripley has more star power, but maybe it's because Ripley didn't wrestle that much. I don't. I don't know. Like it's, it's hard to to really put into thought what they did and how they decided this. I'm curious how that would be the case, but you know, it's not like we can. I, ask I would them. love to be involved in one of these sessions one day, just to like 
give my thoughts on who I think should be at the top of the list. I mean, you know I wasn't voting on this list because Sasha's 26 and Deanna's 19. And if <laughs> yeah. I was voting, they'd be one and two. <laughs> Mandy Rose doing pretty well for herself, but still 21. I think maybe she probably could have been a little bit higher than that, depending on, you know, these other people that I don't know anything about. Like, I still don't know anything about Masha Slamovich and I don't know, Starlight Kid and whatnot, but it's an interesting enough list. And again, it's, you know, subjective and people, of course, Mashi will argue. Still being above Brie Ripley seems wrong to me, but again, like maybe she's killing it out in Japan. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? So um, that's one of those end of the year lists. You'll see a million of them. We'll have our own highlights and low points and stuff at the end of the year coming up in a few weeks at this point uh, where we'll run down, you know, stop ending my year. (laughs) How about that? In a couple weeks, we'll have our Royal Rumble predictions. And uh, I keep uh, jumping ahead on things like that. I was telling Caroline the other day, I'm like, you know, in a couple hours, we'll have been married for a year. She's like a couple hours, a couple days away. I'm like, ah, you know, we can count it in hours. (laughs) But yeah, that's coming up to a year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Like, it feels like just yesterday in a lot of ways. So speaking of time, I'm going to give you some homework on this podcast. We're going to do this uh, as an impromptu thing. I didn't tell you about this ahead of time. By the end of this podcast, you are going to plug an active link tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we didn't talk about this, but yeah. <laughs> sure that'll that'll be something that you can work on while we're going through this <laughs> it'll have some links you'll be able to go say yeah hey, go to linktree.com slash or whatever it, that it, is. Will be, it will be as cool as a mango tree because <laughs> i don't got a mango in my name but like i will have linktree <laughs> that'll be your homework during this <laughs> we'll see what happens this is a like a i don't know not a speed round or something this is some kind of bonus hot tag thing not going to be a regular. We're not going to like do this every week where it's going to be like, you know, you know, and th- this episode, I'm going to make Callum do. Some, <laughs> I don't know. Fucking whatever. Well, you never know. Catch us on the, <laughs> yeah. anything to get you guys to give us more likes. <laughs> so we need a notebook. So speaking of likes, I like some of these ideas going forward. It seems we're going to get some shakeups to the WWE pay-per-view schedule for 2023. There's, not much that's been confirmed yet, but two things pretty much do seem to be confirmed. And then the other thing is kind of like, all right, well, if everybody else is reporting the other things, it's probably true too. One being that we know now that Elimination Chamber is not going to follow suit of what it did last year, where what they've been doing the past few years is they've been having in February or very early March, one of the Saudi shows. It's been Super Showdown. It's been Greatest War Rumble. And last year it was Elimination Chamber. This year, we are getting Elimination Chamber, but it's going to be in Canada. And to go along with that, it seems that is going to be the case that they're not going to do the Saudi shows in February or March anymore. They're going to move them to May, which kind of makes me think maybe they're going to get rid of WrestleMania Backlash. Which would be great. Or they're going to refer to that as WrestleMania backlash still, but it'll be WrestleMania backlash in Saudi. So it could be like, look, you're not getting WrestleMania. Now hear me out. (laughs) I think that that's a brilliant idea. If that's how they do it. It's not, not a bad idea. No, Saudi is always like, 
oh, well, we're getting fucking WrestleMania. It's equal or surpassing or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, and if it's the WrestleMania backlash, then you get the WrestleMania branding all over it. And, you know, the people that want to see the loud part loud and the quiet part quiet can be like, hey, coming to the new uh, whatever stadium, blah, 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 in Riyadh is WrestleMania backlash. You know what I mean? <laughs> I kind of like it. I mean, depending on what they're going to end up doing, we don't have any full confirmation about what they're going to call that show or when exactly it's going to happen in May. But, you know, it, WrestleMania backlash isn't the craziest thing. And if they're going to use the Saudi shows the way that they've been, where they can get like some big names and stuff, maybe this saves WrestleMania backlash, actually. The past few years, we've gotten a lot of just blah cards where they just carry on something from mania they just do a rematch again for the sake of it sometimes they purposely don't have something work out well at mania because they end up going well you know we'll save up for backlash like the ronda rousey thing we were talking about earlier maybe this is the way to fix it i i actually think that that's a really good idea if they do that and i think it also potentially changes up something when it comes to the rock because i kind of feel like the rock might not do a Saudi show, but Elimination Chamber in Canada, The Rock would go to Canada. I think The Rock would go to Saudi. He might. I mean, we don't know for sure, but the fact that he does have so many things that are kind of dependent upon him, like being in the right a political climate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's another way to put it. <laughs> that might be kind of one of those, like, I don't know if I really want to do a show in Saudi and have that be one of my main things coming back for that. So. This is a little bit more likely that we would see The Rock show up in an Elimination Chamber setup, and I still think that he's probably just going to win the Royal Rumble, and that's going to be it, but maybe they do do something a little bit weird where they split the titles. Maybe we do end up getting, you know, somebody wins the Royal Rumble and somebody wins the Elimination Chamber and Roman Reigns fights both nights or something. I don't know. I, I wouldn't hate that. The problem with that would be now you're trying to spread Roman thin when you know that the match with the rock is the only thing anyone cares about. I'm not against them splitting the titles. Here's what I'm against. It's kind of like the Wyatt six. I'm against people acting like it's a foregone conclusion (laughs) that they're splitting these titles when they keep treating them like they are one unified entity. It's weird how they're doing this because it's always the WWE undisputed universal championship as opposed to, you know, we got the two titles, but he's carrying both titles. They're not merging them. He's listed on the website as two champions. And then the same thing's happening with the tag titles. So until they get one set of belts for the tag titles and for the um, universal undisputed, whatever they want to call it, if they want to change it up or anything, then it's still at least in the realm of possibility that they're going to split it. But they perpetually keep going against that it, there's never been any indication that they're breaking it up so it's weird so. i think there's a definite feeling that like they want a champion on rock because yes seth rollins is doing great but i know that this is not ideal yeah you know what i mean and it could just be as simple as well you know what we're gonna just kind of play stupid until after mania and you know we'll put our fingers up plugging out our ears and just be like la 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 it doesn't make sense it doesn't matter i don't care we're doing the rock and that's what matters then we can figure it out could be so we talked a lot about this on the dark cast which i suggest 
you all subscribe to the Darkcast here on Patreon with uh, Ronda and Becky and how I feel like they need to do Ronda and Becky. We haven't really addressed whether or not they don't do Rock and Roman. Like, that is a possibility, you know? Like, that they just don't do it. If they don't, I think that they're kind of, like, screwed. Because at this point, everybody for years has been saying that this is the match. And if they go, like, making their little teases and they have things like, you know, in the Young Rock show, they had the whole thing of, like, hey, maybe the two of us will fight at WrestleMania someday, that kind of thing. And then they end up going, like, nah, it's not even going to happen at Hollywood, even after we pushed it back another year. Then, unless it's Cody winning the title, I think pretty much everybody's just going to be pissed. Because what else right. are you going to do, you know? Well, there's always backlash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be driving this fucking crazy with that. <laughs> That'd be great. Just, just to see people lose their shit. It's not uh, Brock Lesnar. You'll just get me on a podcast and be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> Flipping out uh, like Frank Grimes. It's not a foregone conclusion is what I'm saying. But one of the other things that's happening with this shakeup, it seems, is that there's a report coming around. Russell Votes is tied into this. That Triple H is, <laughs> I was going to say Triple H is completely irrational human being. Uh, he understands that Hell in a Cell is stupid as a pay-per-view and that he wants to take that away so that we can bring the Hell in a Cell bat- mac- uh, match back into prominence where it's like, look, let's only do Hell in a Cell when it's justified instead of it's that time of the year and then this feud has to be that because that's what the pay-per-view says. And look, I mean, if you examine it in the years prior to that, they were still doing it like it landed on June three years in a row, right? But they were at least telling a semi-decent story to get you there. Sometimes. Sometimes it was just, okay, these two have been feuding for a while. Let's put them in Hell in a Cell. You know, it's not like, oh, well, we're putting them in Hell in a Cell because they have to be. Because the the name of the paper uses it. So. so I like the idea of that Hell in a Cell going away. I'm hoping that we never see TLC again. I am hoping, of course, that they continue on with this idea and we don't get like. Yeah, I mean, I like something like Clash of uh, Clash of Champions, but I don't think that Clash of Champions should be. Uh, it's that time of the year where all the titles are defended. Why? Why not just do it? when it needs to be or my better idea that I've been pitching for the past few years. I'm like, why don't you make that a week? Make it clash of champions week on television. Every episode, wait, be it all the NXT titles are on the line. Smackdown, all the Smackdown titles are on the line. Raw, all the raw titles are on the line. Get some viewers clash of champions week, you know? Yeah, I would be all right with that. Like, I think that we're going to get a much better pay-per-view schedule or maybe, you know, maybe I'm just too optimistic. For the Triple H chair. Yeah, could be that too. We never really know for sure until it starts getting underway. But Survivor Series War Games, that's a gimmick. Royal Rumble is a gimmick. Elimination Chamber is a gimmick. But I think that they all serve a purpose. Survivor Series a little bit less. Royal Rumble, of course, you don't need a setup for it. You could do that at the beginning of every year and it, it works perfectly. There's no problem. Elimination Chamber, I think it's in its perfect spot. You do it either as the champion is defending and trying to earn their way to mania, 
or you do it as somebody needs to win the number one contender spot and they already lost to Royal Rumble, so they had to go through another hard match. It's perfect. Money in the bank. I think it's kind of perfect. But I don't think we need that also. <laughs> it's not that we don't need it. It's just that, like, that's a match that you can set up organically. You, you can do need... Hell in a Cell at any pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, they proved that last year when they took it to Saudi with Edge and Rollins. Mm-hmm. And it was good. Yeah, you could use that as, like, a, a main event of SummerSlam. Or... You can spice up something like Extreme Rules and be like, you know what? That's going to be a hell of a sell match. Fuck, yeah, okay. Well, we haven't gotten that in a while. That kind of thing. Sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. How's that leg tree coming along? <laughs> it's it's going to be here by the end of the night. <laughs> so that's a thing that's uh, an update to potentially some pay-per-views going forward. Here's an update to something. This is uh, an unfortunate, sad situation, but... Uh, something in AEW that they've updated the name for. Uh, their lead video engineer, Brian Muster, had passed away. And this week they started calling the interview section where Renee Young was doing her backstage interviews the Mongo position. Right. I guess, like, this is something that obviously we don't follow the backstage personnel as much as we follow the wrestlers. This came up about last week and. Very sad news, but they are going to honor him, and I think that that's great, you know, like, because it's the gorilla position named after Gorilla Monsoon. Now they have their own, you know, reason to name it what they call it. Yeah, and, you know, they've been doing the whole it's Wednesday night, you know what that means, which is a tribute to um, Brody Lee, and then you got, like, some of these things happen naturally, and unfortunately, of course, that's not the best way that something comes down like this, but I think that that's really nice. So. Yeah, I do as well. Let's talk a little bit about the, I guess, I don't know if you could really say if it's like just a rumor or an invalidated report at this point or whatever, but this whole thing about CM Punk's dog, it seems okay. that this is... It's either true or it isn't. Let's put it that way. Very good. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> that's how things work, yes. As opposed to it being like, okay, this is 100% confirmed. Uh, Dave Meltzer, I think it was, had said that this is complete bullshit. So, I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt, whatever it is. But supposedly one of the reports is that CM Punk's dog, Larry, in the whole scuffle from you know the all-out brawl out. The is, report from Nick Houseman of Wrestling, there was an exclusive from Nick that said... When they went into the room and, you know, aggressively opened the door, however you want to frame it, I believe it was quote-unquote kicked open the door, Larry got hit. And at a pre at a, a veterinarian appointment that was already pre-scheduled, he ended up having to get his some front teeth removed because he was hit with the door. Which I think it was Meltzer had said... That's entirely a lie. Yeah. Then then Meltzer said, well, from the elite camp, that's entirely a lie. So, of course, the one camp that's the guilty party is going to say that didn't happen. Of course, the other camp is going to say, ah, you know, maybe it did. I don't know what to believe. If it did happen, that sucks that the dog is, you know, caught in the crossfire, of course, because, you know, dog didn't do anything wrong whatsoever. But I also feel like if that's what kicked it all off, we would, I feel like maybe we could have heard about that beforehand, but there was an investigation. Cause that's the other part to this. The investigation is ending. 
And we're going to start hearing more. Yeah. It could be either way. I mean, both stories make sense. That might have been one of those details that just didn't come out until now. Or it could just be one of those, oh, and you know what? That happened too. Oh, bullshit. Now you're just adding random things. Well, because there was also, like, at the end of the Wrestling Inc. report, there was also, and CM Punk was worried that his match with Hangman at Double or Nothing could have devolved into a shoot. Hmm. Which, like, we did not hear about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We know that it's ending because they're they're showing the elite on TV and they're they're like breaking this into story where it's like oh they're they're being erased from AEW and stuff like that. So we know that movements are being made. But the thing is, you know, if in any case if this did happen to Larry, I'll say this, you know, that's awful and. No dog deserves that. No person deserves that either. But especially like an innocent dog like Larry. Right. Why, why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a good way. But yeah. But, um, you know, the more information that comes about this stuff, it, the messier it seems that it is. So I guess we'll find out some more information as time goes on where even more details might be a little bit crazier. I don't know. But hopefully Larry's doing OK. <laughs> yeah. Larry. Larry seems cool. So let's go talk about some TV recap type stuff. Uh, as far as SmackDown for tonight is concerned, the advertisements that they've done is pretty much just, hey, Roman Reigns will be there. So, you know, that, that's the way that they do that. And all the time I know now. those are your favorites. Uh, those are your favorite announcements. Yeah, because hey, the just, champion will actually be appearing on the show. <laughs> the champion that should be on two shows a week is going to be on every once in a while. But if we go back to the previous episode of uh, Friday Night's Back Down, anything that stood out to you on that that you want to run down? Um, on the previous episode of SmackDown, where we got things like uh, Mysterio against Kaiser, and we got the Sheamus getting written off for apparently, I guess he's getting married. So, congrats! Congrats to Sheamus. Sheamus deserves all the happiness in the world. I can make a banger after <laughs> that's a banger joke, but you know, you, you know, um, <laughs> no, I can't really say anything is sticking out from SmackDown. Of course it was a week ago and the news cycles move so fast, but I like where they go with Mysterio and I don't like that. He's not defending the title in Saudi. He's doing it on TV instead. Um, this week's episode, they want you to know will be on FS1 because, that is not Fox, so the viewership is probably going to be terrible. And, hey, look, Roman is on the show. That's going to mean something. I wish he was on more of them. A lot of this episode from SmackDown felt kind of pointless to me. Like, you know, Morgan against DeVille was just a double count out. They did two different things throughout the night. That one and the Sheamus one where it was like, oh, we're just going to attack you after the match. The, um, the Harley Quinn gimmick has... People are calling it. I mean, it's yeah. It's uh, no, obviously hardly in gimmick, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's so on the overdone. nose and yeah, so, overdone too. It's just this sounds kind of stupid, but it's like you know, if you want to take inspiration from another character like that, and you're a hot blonde, why are you gonna go with the the crazy hot blonde? Like, do something completely out of nowhere. Be like, you know, well, I'm gonna take inspiration from fucking Scarecrow, and be like, all right, how do you how do you bend that into that kind of character? Or like, yeah, I'm going to be more of a, I don't know how they would do it, a clay face or something, you know, like. Wasn't that just an impersonator gimmick at that point? 
Yeah, you know, you do the actor gimmick. <laughs> but the uh, I I wasn't a big fan of a lot of the stuff on SmackDown. They did like a lot of wasting time. Another Bray Wyatt thing that went nowhere. Legato was like, we're successful. All right, let's talk about the Bray Wyatt thing. Because that I do remember. You got the promo about the circle and how he understands what is coming after him now. I'm interested. I think everything Bray Wyatt does is interesting. We, we've been down this road. You clearly don't. You know? <laughs> um, I feel like talking about a circle is very much, yep, you're talking in circles again. This is nothing different than what we've seen before yet. I think, and I said this on Twitter, people got a little mad. Because I was like, hey, how about we stop fantasy booking the Wyatt Six? Because we don't know what that is. And they've never once come out and said, there's going to be a faction. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Wyatt Six. And then you're going to be mad when it doesn't happen. Like, let's just give it a minute. I'm hoping that there's not a faction. I've said that before, though, so... I got to believe at point, but yeah, we had a lot of like Strowman calls out MVP, you know, Moss, and then nothing really happens. Logan Paul talks, says the same points again. I don't think that they're building this entire match around. I'm going to get one lucky shot, which means there's going to be a moment in this match where he knocks Roman Reigns down for like a two count. Mm. And then Roman kicks out and beats the fuck out of him. That's probably, yeah, that's probably how it's gonna go. On Raw, at the very least, we had a couple moments that were interesting. We had a lot of Johnny Gargano. Yeah, in three hours. I liked it though. I thought that this was the best that he's had so far, where he actually like showed more character and he was like propelling some stories going forward and everything. That was probably my favorite part. One of the things I liked about it was that. There's continuity where, like, okay, he's kind of just done with this Miz thing because, of course, he's friends with Dexter because we watch NXT. And then his wife got beat up, and then he's like, no, 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 not now, Miz. I have to go check on my wife that got beat up. Mm-hmm. Simple thing, but, like, you never saw, even when they were kind of together on screen, you never saw Rollins being like, oh, shit, let me go check on Becky after she got her head slammed in a car door you know right yeah yeah i mean the continuity of gargano with the champa side of things too where he's like your bad friend champa's not missing he's injured i just texted him (laughs) yeah and i and I'll, i'll say this this loomis thing has gone on way too long it really has i don't know why they're just stalling i'm assuming it's like an injury thing but now we're getting somewhere where we know for a fact that next week Miz will either say what the deal is or Gargano is going to say what the deal is. <laughs> and, and then when they put duct tape on Gargano, then he's like, ha ha, wait until next week. <laughs> I did think about that. Like, well, they'll just take out Gargano. But I think that they know that it's getting way too long. The tooth. Yeah. Hopefully. I thought the R-Truth thing was funny. Oh, yeah. R-Truth had two good nights. He yeah, he did. Really, he had two really good nights. Because the R-Truth thing was funny because it was so organic. Or it's just like, tell the truth. Out comes our truth I'm here. <laughs> and then it's what like, you know, uh, I don't want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Drinks. You know, like, 
I thought that that was going to go a long way with uh, helping Gargano out. And, you know, R-Truth and The Miz have their history. Like, that we... Yeah, okay. You know, Gargano's a dork. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was on full display this week, but I think that's part of his charm. Yeah. You know, embrace it. Turn it into the skid. So we got that. We got this, uh, these couple other things, like Elias basically is going to feud with Matt Riddle in the future. They're just... <laughs> easing their way into that but he had a thing with chad gable we got Amos beating a couple jobbers uh we had a thing that i thought was pretty interesting where this ended with nikki cross attacking uh bianca belair bailey gets a pin and then she attacks bailey yeah i like it i don't know if i like it or not yet it kind of depends it's great. She's supposed to be crazy. She's Nikki Cross. Yeah, they made a point to be like, that's Nikki Cross. She's not Nikki A.S.H. anymore. Thankfully, done with what that. They need, what they need to do is put Piper Niven with her. <laughs> okay. And maybe Alexa. I saw some people being like, well, Alexa can get back with her now. And but like, even I'm not sold on that. What about Tegan Knox? Okay. Supposedly Tegan hasn't been brought back because she's got some kind of a visa issue. Uh, wouldn't being back at WWE solve her visa issue? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. I don't <laughs> I have any fucking experience as a foreigner, but who knows? I really hope that we do get something good from this Nikki Cross thing. I'm glad she's Nikki Cross. I'm glad women organically headline WWE shows. Yeah, that's just one of those things that We've said it before. You don't need to call attention to it to a certain point because the more attention you call to it, the more it seems like it's not supposed to be the norm. Right. So when they end up going like, oh, it's Bianca Belair versus Bailey in the main event. It's like, yeah, okay. Makes sense. You know, it's a Raw Women's Champion. Why not? Wouldn't. Yeah. They're like two of the best women of all time. Why wouldn't they be in the main event? And then when they go like, hey, look at that. It's the women doing that. You go, oh, wait, shouldn't they? Oh, fuck. Well, you know, and then you start questioning it. So. You know, uh, the way that that episode went down, those were some of those major talking points on the NXT side of things. I'm actually going to save that for afterward because I'm going to jump over to AEW and go back to NXT here. Let's go to AEW with something that I got to admit, I skipped through about like a good solid half of it. I watched all the promos. I watched uh, some of the matches here and there. But the only real standouts to me were... Of course, MJF promo, <laughs> which, yeah, MJF gets a microphone. It's going to be great. I thought that his spot with uh, Renee was just fantastic. And he's like making fun of, he's doing an impression of John Moxley. That was great the way he's like walking around and <laughs> he's just uh, on point. So fucking good. I really Mox- thought that the, uh, the Moxley and Penta main event, I was like, I'm just skipping through. Cause it's like, he's not going to lose it to Penta. But it was yeah. interesting how they ended that. The firm attacking Moxley, MJF coming out to help, and then the firm attacking MJF. Because they're I, really playing into this babyface thing, and it's like, I don't buy it, you know? <laughs> I think it's, abs- it's absolutely a fucking swerve. It has to be. That's what I mean. Like, I don't buy it in that sense. Not in the sense of, like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I think that they are playing well into the gotcha that's going to come around. Right. For now, it's good. Like MJF is organically over. 
this is one angle where I go, I wonder what it would have been like with punk. You know? Because I imagine bits and pieces of the same thing would have been there. But this is so clearly meant to play off of his prior feud with CM Punk because he came back playing CM Punk's Ring of Honor video. Of course, it's been a few months now, and I can understand why you might forget that. But that was the original plan. The Regal stuff is fine. I wonder if Regal's is going to go with him in the Blackpool Combat Club just falls apart completely because they're playing that angle. I liked Renee throughout this whole thing. Like, I thought she was really good with MJF. I was surprised that they stuck MJF out there with her so quickly. Like, I thought that would be a build-up thing. And right away, she's just like, yeah, I'll interview you. And uh, yeah, you know, sorry, Renee, I'm going to beat the fuck out of your husband kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, I think that MJF is good. I agree with you 100% on I didn't need to see the Penta match. Not because it wasn't good, but just because... Foregone conclusion. Yeah, like he's not going to lose it to Penta. Even though I appreciate them putting on a world title match. I think we were in a different era where not everything was so understood. You could have made me believe that Penta could win. But yeah, the the Moxley stuff was probably the main talking point. And it was good. We got stuff like the Danielson and Guevara match that ends in a referee stoppage. This was very good. And like, I like the Daniel, uh, Daniel Garcia, the Daniel, Bri- fuck, the Brian Danielson, <laughs> Wheeler Yuta thing. Sammy Danielson, Brian. <laughs> Sam, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. We got uh, some more stuff with War Joe, which I just hate that name. Boy, they are, and they're really like enjoying saying it too, and I don't get it. Somebody must just really like it. I don't know. Darby Allen was talking about the reason that Sting's not been around. It's because he's basically said like "fuck off, Sting." <laughs> I don't like that as much. I really like Darby and Sting together. I'm over it to this point. I think that we don't need to see Sting just hanging around Darby Allen anymore. And if Darby is just going to be Sting Junior, then that kind of limits him a little bit. So. I'm not opposed to them splitting up. It's just, I didn't like the way that they did it where he's just sort of like, I told Sting, I got to be by myself. And and he said, okay. <laughs> and, um, I wasn't digging a lot of the things like um, anything with Saray and Britt Baker. I think it's just been trash. So I, I'll tell you what I liked about this segment. Renee Paquette being like, no, you're not going to fight right here. Fucking stop. <laughs> and they did. I thought that was great. I thought Orange Cassidy was funny. Yeah, they got the thing where Luchasaurus is there and, you know, uh, he's going after all the champions and everything. And uh, Orange Cassidy just interrupts the interview and he's just looking at the camera and just be like, you guys want to fight me for the title? Okay, let's do it. Orange Cassidy's great. He's got a death wish. Why does he keep booking himself in three way dances when people are just trying to set up one on one matches? (laughs) But, you know, Cassidy's great. Everybody loves him. So keep doing your thing, Orange Cassidy. I forgot to mention this on the hot tags last week, but last week, last Wednesday, uh, Caroline had one of her friends over and I'm watching uh, Dynamite at that time or the last Tuesday. I mean, because it was Tuesday instead. So I had on NXT and I had on Dynamite and 
you know, they're like doing like artwork and stuff like that. They're not like watching the show, but every once in a while, her friend is like looking up at the screen or she's overhearing something and just being like, what wrestling is so weird. And I'm like, Oh, you haven't even seen like anything at all. And we get to like orange Cassidy and she's just like, wait, who would they say this guy's name is? And I was like, Oh, he's freshly squeezed to orange Cassidy. He's fucking great. And Caroline's like, yeah, he's actually one of my favorite ones. And uh, so she watched like a minute or two of orange Cassidy and it's just like, okay, so like this guy's wearing sunglasses and he's got his hands in his pockets and like, what, like what's going on? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. You got it. <laughs> And I fucking love watching this guy. <laughs> uh, let's go back and talk about the other things that are happening in NXT, though. Let's round out these hot tags here. We got Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark won the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. And then the match got restarted. So I fucking hated this. I don't Me get too. to be angry a lot anymore on podcasts, but like this was so fucking stupid to me. And like, yeah, I'm taking this way too seriously. But like, this was so dumb to me, Tony. And One referee ever comes out and says, not like, hey, sh- hey, uh, you know, their foot was under the rope. It's, hey, you didn't see a tag. Mm-hmm. Not, hey, you, you pinned the wrong girl. Hey, you didn't see a tag. For as long as I've been a fan, which is my entire life, yeah. You don't call what you don't see. And the amount of times that people come out and it's like, oh, this person was like an interference. They like somebody came out and smacked somebody with a chair or whatever. Nobody comes out to stop that match. Yeah. Which I don't like that concept in general because of that. But specifically with this, because it was so ridiculous that it was, you missed this blind tag. Like, Okay. So it doesn't count. Period. Mm-hmm. She pinned the champions. They're the fucking champion. Like it, it's so irrational, and I don't like when they do it. And they do it logically. And this was just done so poorly. And it's this just a so few weeks stupid. after the whole Solo Sokoa thing, which you know somebody comes in, wins a title, then it's like, well, we're gonna count it as a championship, but we don't want to have you champion anymore because it doesn't count. So give back the title. And like they wanted to have this start off with a title change and then do the gotcha card and. It annoyed me in a different way just because I, I went, oh, God damn it. Now I got to go write up a post that the champions changed hands and I start working on that. And then it's like, no, the match is going to restart. And I go, son of a bitch. And I'm not I'm not going to touch anything until, you know, whatever. And now that the match is restarting, I'm sure that the champions are going to retain it. So then they did. And then that seems like they're just going to do another rematch down the line because later on, Zoe Stark was complaining about like, ah, oh, man, you know, I know when we get another shot, we're going to end up winning them back and everything. And I'm like, you you didn't need to do this match and then the haha never mind and then go well we're gonna do it again because now if carter and chance win well they already retained so why are they doing it again and if lions and stark win why didn't you just have them win there <laughs> you know yeah and it's uh maybe it's like Callum keeps mentioning maybe Shawn michaels has a little bit of a uh, I don't want to call it a th- like a fetish, but like maybe he's got a thing for haha, gotcha. We're just going to drag it out because he it's been doing that a lot. There's been a lot of that in NXT. So it's at this point between NXT UK and NXT, Shawn Michaels has been the main guy in charge. Right. And now, like he said it on the, the media call last week. Hey, listen, now I can officially say if you don't like it, 
to me. And I'm going to say, I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, what the hell? No, no, sir. You know full well what it's like to win titles that are tag team titles and that it doesn't count. And uh, having the Rockers. I feel like that's why he does it. Because he's like, well, it worked out fine for me. (laughs) You know, how many times did I forfeit a title? How many times did I, you know, oh, I won. Just kidding. Not really. I mean, if you look at Sean's career, he won the tag team titles and it didn't count. He claimed that he was still the Intercontinental Champion. Every single time he won the tag team titles, he never lost them. Are you aware? Except for the, actually, only one person has legally defeated Shawn Michaels for tag team titles. Do you know who that person is? Uh, the ones I was gonna say, who's the one that ended up beating the John Cena one? Oh no, not even that one. It was like Otunga or somebody? Nope. I, look, I'll, I'll break it down for you like this. So they win it as the Rockers. Doesn't count. He eventually wins it with Diesel. Forfeits. <laughs> he wins it with Diesel again. Forfeits. <laughs> he wins it with Austin. Gets hurt. Doesn't ever have to actually lose them. That's the dude love thing, right? Yeah, because then dude love just replaces him. He wins it with Cena, loses it in the battle royal by being the one to eliminate John. <laughs> so he doesn't lose it again. And only one person has pinned Shawn Michaels for tag titles, and that's the fucking Miz. <laughs> that's a ridiculous stat. Like, that's. He's gotten away with. So much murder with just like never having to lose. It's That's amazing. Crazy. It's amazing. Don't so, do that to your NXT people. It's not a good look. No, it doesn't work out for 99% of these people. Um, pretty deadly retained their tag team titles over Anofi and Blade. And then later on, Odyssey Jones popped back up. He's in a truck with a couple of girls and he's just like, hey, you want to fucking party instead? <laughs> All right. I want to want to point this out for the listeners here because. I had to do a post because I, I was busy writing up one post and another post that happened after that. We're going to talk about all these things. And I missed Odyssey Jones coming in. And and Tony tells me <laughs> Odyssey Jones is here. And I'm like, oh, really? What did he do? And Tony says, uh, he essentially said, it doesn't matter that you lost. Let's go party. So I wrote that in the article <laughs> because this was. This wasn't important enough for WWE to clip it, so I didn't see it because I missed it doing other things. <laughs> so if that's not what happened, blame Tony. Actually, he decided that he's going to go up to the main roster. And <laughs> he is playing the part of babyface Jinder Mahal from now on. <laughs> that's basically what he did. I mean, he popped up. They were doing the whole thing where you know how like uh, eventful the parking lot is in NXT. So you got, you got an Ophi and Bleed walking out and they're all like, oh man, it's a shame that we lost. You know, what if that was our only chance? And they suddenly just, a car pulls up, a truck, and Odyssey Jones is there. There's a couple of girls and he's just kind of like, ah oh, man, like keep your heads up. Why don't we fucking party? He didn't say fucking, but you know, whatever. Might as well. He should have. <laughs> and then they sort of look at each other and they're like, all right, yeah. And they get into the car and the girls are all woo because they're woo girls. There's been a lot of woo girls on NXT as well. A lot of woo girls, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I wrote them down in my uh, my list of random ass characters of the year. Let me see if I added them in there. No, you I have Sean the haunted Michaels house. Is a fan of woo girls. <laughs> he married a nitro girl. So. Look at you. Let's see the woo girls ready to party with Odyssey Jones, Idris. 
Anofi and Malik Blade from NXT on October. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I keep track of this all the time, but hey, no other oh, website I, I does. I love you. <laughs> Tony keeps track of the shit that no one cares about. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and that's why I get all those emails of, hey, baby face lord. <laughs> uh, we had this thing with Wes Lee. Coming out, thanking everybody for cheering for him for winning the NXT North American Championship. Grayson Waller comes out, interrupts him, and then R-Truth comes out <laughs> to welcome everybody to Halloween Havoc. <laughs> this act's been going on for so many years, and R-Truth is still so fucking great. So they have a good back and forth, and we end up getting what uh, is going to be next week, R-Truth against Grayson Waller. Um, yeah, I like that. I think that works. Yeah, Grayson yeah. Waller can win. Our truth is pretty much bulletproof at this point. He's so good. He is so he's the best. He's my favorite. Like he's he's just the man. So he's gonna have his, you know, his good stuff on Monday, his good stuff on Tuesday. But we also have another person from the main roster coming down, Shotzi having this match with Flash Legend, which I didn't pay any attention to because I just assumed it was gonna be bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like I wanted to make the joke about it being Callum's favorite match of the year, and it might have been. <laughs> uh, let's see, Damon Kemp had said basically you can't beat me up yet because <laughs> I'm not medically cleared. <laughs> so the Creed brothers were standing in the ring, and Sangha and Veer Mahan decided to come out and beat them up. So Sangha healed her, and yes, I got it on the list. And they didn't refer to them as into a share, but they are definitely a tag team again going after the Creed brothers. And you know what? After the Veer Mahan thing went forever and went nowhere on the main roster. Why aren't they a tag team? It makes perfect sense. Yeah, I agree. You know, they're again, they had a plan for them and then they didn't, you know, and I mm-hmm. think that that's super unfortunate. They were one of the many people with Malcolm Bivens. Now Stokely Hathaway. And then one of them gave up the ending to Great American Bash, and they said, get fucked. <laughs> um, Veer came, and we had a lot of fun with that for a few weeks, but he was just coming and coming and coming. For like even, nine months. <laughs> even Indy Hartwell was like, wait, Veer came during my match? You know, <laughs> all right, look, it's fuck. We're all children, and come is funny. But, like... <laughs> I think it's great. And I think what's even greater is Shawn Michaels is like, yeah, they're classy, well-mannered guys. Mm-hmm. And we they're don't not savages. Them, we don't want to present them as a stereotype. Now, granted, you might think otherwise when you see the ring gear, but if that is what they choose to wear, that's what they choose to wear. Mm-hmm. I like it. I don't I, know how I feel about a match with the Creeds, but I like it. I originally liked when Indusher first popped up. It was that World's Collide show. And I remember thinking, you know what? These guys are big. Look, like they've got something to them. This was like four years ago at some point at this point. So, yeah, I want to see where they go in the future. I don't know if I would have really inserted them in the Creed Brothers situation right now, but I'm interested to see where they go. And if this is how they deviate from the Damon Kemp thing and they just move on or something, I don't know. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Question marks for now. But, yeah, it's not something that inherently is bad. Like, uh, I gotta say, I was not at all 
impressed with the segment where Indy Hartwell is being treated as kind of like a heel and she beats Sol Roca and then Electro Lopez attacks both of them. I was like, okay, I'm not interested in any part of this. Um, yeah, I just want Indy Hartwell to go up to Raw. Her whole family is there. <laughs> like, I bet, like, seriously, they're all there at this point. It's stupid that she hasn't been called up. It is kind of weird that every single one of them is on Raw except for her. Like Johnny's there, Candace is there. Her in-character husband is just sort of hanging around the Miz, and her pseudo brother. Like, do something with that. Mm-hmm. You got your brother, you got your husband, you got your mom, and your dad. <laughs> All you do is the dog. Exactly. <laughs> and your little brother, but he's not part of the show yet. So the two other most interesting things that happened on NXT, we're gonna round this out with Schism's new recruit was revealed to be the rock's daughter simone johnson her ring name as we've mentioned before is ava rain i think that that makes a lot of sense actually how do you feel about it i'm not i'm not super into it yet in the sense that i'm like oh you know this is going to be the best thing ever some people are but some people are you know they just you see that uh, tamina's got like a, a red uh, ring gear on and they're like oh my god queen she's the best you know like the, the way that people are and some people are like hey baron corbin put a new hat on this is the best thing ever i am not sold yet but i think that this makes sense for the name change at least because then they can say like look she got swept under this cult and instead of her being simone johnson or simone Maivia or whatever you want to call her they rechristened her the same way that they rechristened the Grizzled Young Veterans. We got Jagger yes. Reed. We got uh, Rip Fowler. So why wouldn't she be another name? Ava Rain. Okay, now it makes sense. The fact of the matter is, no matter what this girl did, it would have been a complaint. That's how so many people, people that I like, that I work with, were like, oh my God, I can't believe they put her in this group. It's like, I can and it's going to be great because now she's doing this and if she fails, she fails on her own. If she succeeds, she succeeds in spite of this. And we can all have a happy laugh about it later, just like we all do about Rocky Maivia. But here's the thing. thing. You couldn't call her Simone Johnson because some douchebag on the air is going to be like, oh, my God, she's biting off her dad's charisma and legacy. And she's not even half as charismatic or good looking. Like, so you're going to get some dickbag that does that. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to get, if you name her Simone, like, you know, like how Charlotte was just Charlotte. You don't have that benefit of being like, hey, care about women's wrestling because The Rock's daughter. Because women's wrestling has evolved. And they're actually really, really good. You don't even have it like you couldn't call her Roxanne Maivia. You don't even have it like that because let's yeah, face Roxanne it, Perez too. <laughs> well, yes, but let's but face Roxy Maivia was the one that I was thinking that they were going to go with. Like Rocky Maivia, as cool as that was of a tribute, it was paying tribute to his father and grandfather from like 15 years and beyond. That legacy. Because the way time moved back then, as weird as it is to say, it felt like a long time had, you know, transpired. And it's like, oh, wow, you're paying tribute to this great legend. 
well, you can't call yourself, you know, Roxy Maria because they're gonna go, you're you're but you're making her bite off her dad's worst gimmick. You know, like Especially if you're debuting here a few months before The Rock potentially comes back. And then if you call her fucking pebbles or some <laughs> Like, you're going to go, oh, my God, that's really the best she came up with. So, yes, let her be Ava Rain. Let her do this thing. It's not like it's some random name like a Michael McGillicuddy where we're not even going to acknowledge who you are. We're acknowledging who you are. But we're also saying you're going to do your own thing because you're in this weird cult. And now you feel like you're, you know, uh, I thought I had everything growing up, but the schism has shown me the way. It's great. If it fails... Guess what? Roman Reigns comes down to NXT and goes, "No, no, you're not doing this. Here, here, sweetheart. I know you. I know your dad wasn't there for you. I'll be there for you. <laughs> and then you're good. Like this is foolproof. This is foolproof. I think it's the a pretty smart way, way of doing it. Yeah. The only way that it can fail is if it's just completely unworkable. Like how supposedly, like Shaw Guerrero, we just never saw her in the ring. You know? Yeah, like if she's just really that bad. And I don't think she is, because if she was that bad, they just wouldn't have put her out there. Maybe. I mean, we never know. She hasn't literally wrestled at all in the ring that we've seen, so she could be good, she could be bad. Until we see it, we can't really judge, but I kind of like that this is how they introduced her. Instead of her just being like, we're running a vignette of... Coming soon to NXT is Ava Rain. Hey, you might know me as Ava Rain. Or you might also know me as Simone Johnson. But, you know, my dad has made a big career of himself, and I'm going to be having a lot of pressure, but I'm going to make a name for myself with it. If they did that same fucking baby face thing, nobody would give a shit. So, I like it. At least for yeah. right now. I, I I more than like it. I think it's it's completely fantastic. It's one of the best things that she could possibly be doing right now. Uh, before we go to scripts, I forgot to mention uh, the main event was JD McDonough beating Ilya. Did he? <laughs> it's getting worse and worse and worse to the point that instead of, because I mean, it really realistically, it was like, did I get enough? And now I, I just go, now I go, <laughs> so Ilya was, uh, he did tap out necessarily passed out referee stopped the match gets carted off and everything i don't know where they're going necessarily but i hope that this isn't just another mcdonough versus breaker match no i think we're done with that i think this is just to boost up mcdonough a little bit yeah and it's probably to write off uh dragon off for a while or (laughs) yeah so he can come back in it's Ilya. <laughs> but let's go back Stupid. to the <laughs> it's so dumb. To the other thing to end this. There is a call to the performance center shown on the screen. And it's typed out in the sense like, you know, you've got like the voicemail that records like 911 calls and such. And this person says that they're going to rip NXT apart. And they refer to themselves as scripts with a Y. I have okay. no clue who this is going to end up being. No clue whatsoever, and I kind of like it. Yeah, that's what's the most interesting part about it to me is normally there's something. Like, you know, when we started doing this rabbit hole thing, it was like, all right, it's probably Ray Wyatt. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. Who knows? But that's probably what it is. And then when you get certain other people, like they say 
you know, they've uh, taken a new name, like the Lyra Valkyria thing. We're kind of like, yeah, it might be this person, might be that person. It'd be really interesting if it's just completely out of nowhere. Hey, we're renaming Fallon Henley, but you know, we wouldn't assume that that would be the case. Scripps. I can't think of anybody that is currently on the roster that this makes sense for. And I, of course, can't think of anybody that's not on the roster yet that this makes sense for. But I was reading into this, of course, more with a male voice. It could just be, ah, we got you. Because they did that before with Ember Moon. Yeah. It's kind of more of a male thing. And then it was like, uh, you know, it's actually just Ember Moon. But I'm like looking at the list of the people that are in NXT right now. And I'm like, all right, well, I doubt that this is going to be something related to anybody that we see right now. Like this isn't going to be a repackaging of Bodie Hayward from Madre Chase University. It's not going to be a repackaging of Trick Williams or Cameron Grimes or Eamon Giro. You know what I mean? But for all I know, maybe it's like somebody like uh, they're redoing the Javier Bernal thing. Maybe they're giving him a new character. Maybe this is going to be something related to somebody like a Noam Dar that hasn't popped back up yet since NXT. Uh, NXT UK. For all we know, maybe this is something related to somebody on the main roster coming back down to the Performance Center. Because they are targeting the Performance Center. Or maybe it's fucking Commander Aziz. You know? Dude, that'd be amazing. To go from Papa Day to Dabakato. Dabakato to Commander's Aziz to Scripps. You know what? Do it. It's also very kind of artsy. You know? Like, oh, I'm I'm Scripps and I'm rhyming. I, I can't remember the words. But, oh, hold on, I should just be a professional. Go to the article I wrote. <laughs> I, I, I know how to be a professional. I speak English. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Another reference to a Bond thing. <laughs> Sorry, you weren't expecting that, were you? No, not at all. Diamonds are forever, everybody. Check it out. <sighs> Let go of all of your pain, washing away your deepest fears, listening with your eyes, speaking with your ears, awaken from the pits you call the dark, opening up to my soliloquy is just to start. Watch as I come and leave my mark, as I plan to rip all of NXT apart. Sincerely, Scripps. What does this remind you of? We were talking about it earlier. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Retribution, but maybe it reminds you of Bray Wyatt talking in circles? No, uh, the Retribution thing, it seems even more so that this is just T-Bar, you know, that whole thing, which is cool. Oh, yeah, it they, they showed more of that. And it's but we were talking about the idea of Liv Morgan trying to be like a Harley Quinn. This is very... Riddler. Riddler. Yeah. And it's very much the Riddler that we just got with Paul Dano. Listen to me. That was a fucking great Riddler. Scared the shit out of me. I honest to God, I was like, I don't like this. It's a little too real. It's a little too, this could actually happen. (laughs) You know? And I think that if you're going to go with that, that's fine. But it's got to be the right person. Who on the roster, and maybe it's one of those performance center guys, which is great because then it's, you know, it's up to you to fill in your own thing. But who on the roster can pull this off? 
I'm looking at some theories online. Most of them are garbage, of course, because there's people that are like, you know, oh, well, this is actually uh, Tegan Knox. And it's like, where are you getting that from? <laughs> you know, um, some person says Carl Fredericks from N- uh, NJPW. All right. I don't hate that. I don't get it. I don't either because I don't really know anything about him. Is he the guy that like randomly uh, replaced the Forbidden Door match? Is that, that guy? Yeah. Okay, so he's the guy that I didn't know anything about and I still don't know. <laughs> um, some people are saying that they're thinking that this is Bo Dallas returning and being a part of that. I kind of can't see that being Bo Dallas, but then again, there's nothing that says that it couldn't be. You know, his brother does weird shit, so... <laughs> yeah. I'd be... I think the only issue I have with that is if you're going to do that, you can't... If you're going to have Bo finally be weird, he can't not be weird with Bray. You know? Somebody's saying uh, if there's something that's more than meets the eye, that it's sound wave. <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> I don't think they... that'll be the case. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> you don't know. Somebody else is tossing out Lanny Poffo. I don't know why. I guess just because it's rhyming. But yeah, it's, it's not going to be Lanny Poffo. Trust me, <laughs> they're not going to bring him back as scripts. I'm interested to see where this goes, though. Uh, the, they've been doing more of these cryptic things, and you know, it's an interesting way of doing it instead of just. Now, hear me out. They have merged the authors of Pain <laughs> into one script, <laughs> and you know, you take a uh, Acom's Razor and you tear those scripts up like Vince McMahon used to. Maybe it's Vince McMahon. He needs a Yeah, that's <laughs> just rips him all pieces. Yeah, I'm very interested in this. I think that this will be something that we probably get for the next few weeks going forward with some little hints here and there. And then eventually when it comes out, talk about that too. And, you know, whether that was like a, ah, man, you know, that's really cool that this person came back. Or if it's just like, okay, that's a random person from the roster that we've never heard of before. This is a repackaging of Bronco Nima or something, you know. But hey, if it's Rufang, thumbs down. If it's somebody cool, thumbs up. That's so mean. That's <laughs> the implication there is just like fuck roofing. But well, why look, can't it be Boa? Uh, I don't think it would be Boa. I didn't say if you wanted it to. I said why? Why can't it be Boa? I mean, technically, it could be. Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway, that is all I've got for the hot tags. We ran through this. Did we? I think it's about a bit. Yeah, it's an hour fifteen minutes. Oh, well, then fuck what I said. (laughs) So if you want to follow what we've got going on next, of course, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment. Make sure you go to SmartOutMoment.com. Check out everything that's happening over there. Go to FanboysAnonymous.com and see what's happening on the blue brand. Check out all that movie review type content and anything else that I get a chance to do. And if you go to my link tree, which you can find on amangotree.com or anthonymango.com because they just revert to that same thing, you can see all the different links that are out there, including like my Letterboxd account and my LinkedIn and whatever. But you can also find my Facebook and Twitter at Tony Mango. You follow me there. See what things I post for EWN and for Bleach Report and whatnot. And you should also follow Rob. You can. <laughs> you can follow me at my link tree. Which is, uh, it's just going to be Linktree slash Dude Felice. 
I believe they break it down into link tr.ee. You have one one link. <laughs> yeah, I have two. It's not showing my Twitch. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I'm only seeing Twitter. I'm seeing the Twitter account twitching though. Yeah, it's maybe like it's, twitching back and forth. Maybe maybe it's merging. Is what's happening here? I don't no, know. I've never seen it like wiggle back and forth like that. That's kind of strange. So while while we're here, I will just ask you: Did you use a Google uh, domain to get it to a mango tree, or did they give you the option to switch it over? I just have my Google domain. Oh well, that that makes sense. Yeah, I just have it forwarding to that because it's easier. You're an intelligent man. (laughs) Sometimes, or to quote my wife, my brain works sometimes. (laughs) So yeah, you can go to Dude Felice at Linktree. There you go. And eventually you're going to have more links there. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did something good today by forcing you into this. <laughs> you know, it, it's stupid. You really did. Cause it's just like, I can't let him call my punk card like this. <laughs> <laughs> now you have no excuse not to add those extra links, right? I need to fucking make a link tree. Really. <laughs> oh, it's good times. Uh, make sure that you're also following Callum out there at Wigmeister14. Callum, of course, normally joining us on Fridays. We decided to do this at night because I think that he's not able to join us on Friday. And again, my whole ear situation. And Tony's got an ear situation. Yeah. Sounds weird. And, an ear situation. And I'm always awake. And so it's like, <laughs> you know, let's just do it. Yeah. one twenty in the morning. Oh, this will get up at like, I don't know, probably one forty-five or something, depending on when the video uploads. I'm sure nobody's going to be checking you out then. But, you know, in a few hours when you all wake up and you go the hell they already did the hot tags then you know you'll see why oh you'll see why an hour and 17 minutes into that point and then you'll go oh, okay that's why no did. we told them very early on that's true we did yeah i don't know whatever the point is you listen to the hot tags you know how it goes and we want to thank you for listening to this we want to thank you for all your support and we want to thank you in advance for checking us out the next time because you're not going anywhere you're sticking around right that's guilt right. trip guilt trip hit that like button <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody next week we've got the crown jewel predictions if you want to go back and check out the mock draft that we did we're going to be rounding that out at some point by talking about the fantasy card for our randomizer picks that we did it's probably going to end up being part of the dark cast might not be i don't know we still don't know what we're going to do the week after next it's probably going to be something based around the time machine dream team concept where we might try to create survivor series teams based off of the worst roster draft list that we had because we never got a chance to do that and that might be kind of fun to be like look we got these terrible wrestlers let's try to make some great tag teams out of them we'll see we'll come back around that then we got full gear we got survivor series before you know we get into final battle and deadline and then the end of the year so (laughs) it's almost like this year is reaching a deadline that's true Uh it's almost like uh day one isn't happening <laughs> make sure you guys vote on that champs giving tournament as well and we will see you next time everyone thanks for listening to this as i mentioned before but for now this has been another smart out moment and we are being counted out